Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Get ready for a wild ride into the world of short drama videos that's unabashedly tacky, cliched, and yet undeniably beloved. From forbidden alphas to reborn wives, these short video series may seem over the top, but with viewing numbers skyrocketing, it's clear that the world secretly loves the drama. So buckle up, drama lovers! It's about to get so bad, it's good. For today's program, I'm joined by Xingyu in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show, short drama series presented in serialized, bite-sized episodes have emerged as a major trend on short video platforms, both in and outside of China. What do these drama series entail? I hesitate to say it out loud. Check out these show titles: "Faded to My Forbidden Alpha." Big bad husband, please wake up! The reborn wives' redemption, and here's my favorite: bound by honor, kidnapped by the alpha king. Many of these shows are adapted from internet literature originated in China, transformed into short video format, and have garnered a dedicated following, with viewers actually willing to pay to watch these short videos. And by the way, we all know how difficult it is to make online users pony up for content. The popularity of this entertainment format has now reached international audiences. Notably, in November, the app Real Short has shown great potential in becoming a competitor to. Short video giant TikTok and traditional streaming titans such as Netflix, Amazon, and Apple TV. So, what's behind the sudden surge in international popularity of these short drama videos featuring cliché, tacky, and predictable plots? Well, let's just say Chinese domestic viewers have been accustomed to having short drama videos in our online entertainment diet for some time now. Xingyu. Fill us in on the details. <laughs> okay, this year is believed to be the first hugely profitable year for short dramas in both the Chinese and domestic markets. And short dramas, as its name indicates, are insanely short dramas. Initially, I thought that short dramas、uh, last for like ten minutes. That's very short for me. But later, I found out that they're typically one or two minutes long per episode. So it's way Shorter than ordinary TV dramas, and it comes with vertical screen format,、mm. so it's a perfect fit for those short video lovers. And、uh, it usually has dozens to over a hundred episodes in total. And Viewers can watch the first few episodes for free on short video platforms, and if you want to continue, you have to pay for it, or you have to watch accompanying advertisements. And some of these、um, common storylines include the revenge scenarios, or a CEO falls in love with an ordinary girl, or time travel to ancient China to reclaim a throne, or the transformation of an ordinary guy who at the end becomes the business tycoon. <laughs> so this sounds. Cliched, but that's what excites most of the viewers. And in the Chinese market, on average, the cost per episode ranges from a few jiao to two or three yuan. So that's roughly twenty to forty cents. And you can also opt for an annual subscription. So for a typical drama that 
consists of 70 to 100 episodes. That means if you want to watch the entire series, you might need to spend like 50 to several hundred yuan. So that's roughly 7 to 28 dollars. So who like to watch short dramas? I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, in previous market perceptions, people believed that middle-aged men in their 40s and 50s, they were thought to be the major audience for short dramas. And also others jokingly commented that short dramas cater to those security guards, cleaners, and nannies. But Nowadays, with the increasing popularity of short dramas, we're seeing um, high-income individuals or the viewers in their 20s, and we're also seeing um, the female user base expanding uh, as we have more female-oriented content in Mm -hmm. the market. Okay, just a quick disclaimer that we're on the no-judgment zone, (laughs) and what might be considered tacky by some is absolutely gold to others. So whether it's a guilty pleasure or an unapologetic favorite, let's revel in the fact that in the world of entertainment, there's room for everything. Cheers to the electric world of enjoyment. And Josh, these are kind of like um, the internet version of mini soap operas for the smartphone era. Mm. What's your take on these short video drama series? And um, are you into them or not into them? (laughs) Yeah, so what do you say? What do you think? Uh, (laughs) I absolutely love them. (laughs) I think they're they're really fascinating. And I have to say, it's actually quite easy to sort of tickle you in a certain nerve and make you want to just open your wallet a little bit. But yeah, so you've Mm. checked out a couple of samples, haven't you? Because you are well-researched. So what do you think? Well, actually, in my own country, in the UK, soap operas, have been very popular for a, a long time. And in fact, I think a lot of um, Brits, uh, so proper enthusiasts, would maybe even argue that Britain is the home of certain styles of soap opera. Um, and in the US as well, I'm sure there'd be a lot of arguments about this. But either way, the fact remains that certain soap operas in the UK have been in existence for a very long time, since since the start of the 20th century, and they're still continuing today. So this kind of very emotionally intense, dramatic, intimate, intimate character focus kind of drama um, has been popular for a while. So um, it's no surprise then also that vertical dramas, these vertical video contents, um, have actually been on the rise in the UK just be, uh, as TikTok and Instagram and, and the like have also been on the rise in uh, the Western world as well. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not particularly into it, but I'm quite interested in these various forms of media. Um, I'm very interested in film. And I think it's so interesting how some of these, um, this kind of vertical media really lends itself to this kind of drama because i mean it's so intimate right having a phone screen because this is what we use in our everyday life and we we video call ourselves and because of the shape of the screen it really lends itself well to like intimate character focus so you can see the face really clearly you can see the emotions um and there's like quite a lot of attention to detail it's usually filmed at a higher frame rate right compared to like standard cinema where everything's a bit slower literally but you know everything's more like reality like a documentary so i can see why they're so emotionally intense and i think that's pretty interesting but i don't watch it myself (laughs) it's important to get that word out huh well certainly 
I suppose this vertical style of shooting these videos obviously is designed for the phone. And is this an upside or a downside? I'm not sure. But certainly an upside for the production team is that it's so easy to save cost. Because you don't get the long lenses of... Um, basically, the audience doesn't even get to see the whole set. It's just this little tiny square or diagonal of uh, focus. And uh, you can, in theory, just shoot this whole show in like two rooms. And also, I don't see a lot of attention to detail. Well, with the um, <laughs> with the now international version, sometimes it seems like maybe they have a little bit more of a bigger budget for the production. But originally, when this type of short drama videos became popular in China, it was operating on a obviously shoestring budget and. Those actors' acting abilities are as good as mine, if I say. <laughs> I can be very dramatic, and you can tell I am acting from beginning to end. So yeah, it's almost like nobody expected them to be good, but they managed to hook your attention one episode to another. So what have you seen from these... Um, short video yeah shows. like you said it definitely the production cost has been reduced for producing such short dramas and also we are seeing this fast production in the chinese market especially because these are relatively small projects so from purchasing editing the script and then filming post-production and releasing the whole process just needs like 20 days or at most a month and especially the filming can be done within one or two weeks so if you look at the actual acting of these actors or actresses I don't think you need that kind of meticulous details to make that happen, you know, to mm. create a fine work. Instead, they just want this to be as fastly done as possible. Yes. Mm. And the plot has to happen really fast. Yes. It's like every five seconds, there needs to be a slap. Bang! <laughs> and there needs to be somebody falling on the floor. Something splashes. And then, you know, like the alpha needs to emerge quickly from the bathtub or wherever. And then say something and with like bulging biceps, it's like, oh, I love you. No, I hate you. And then you're just like... I feel a little bit dizzy after watching this. And maybe that's the whole point. Yeah. And Josh, you mentioned a soap opera. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, because the only type that I've been exposed to was when I was living in the States. And I was astounded by this type of entertainment during daytime. That is, the cast <laughs> is like, just, they are unimaginably beautiful. Like, everybody's like so pretty off a cutout board. But the acting is so incredibly stiff. And then, like, they enter the room a certain way, you know, grand entrance, and then says, like, a couple of lines. And then, you know, there's the slapping, there's a falling on the floor, and all that stuff. Is soap opera kind of like that in the UK? And is that kind of um, style kind of being transformed into the smaller smartphone screen in bite-sized and uh, short episodes as such? The answer is no, especially <laughs> if we're talking about, about beauty. Well, I mean, I think this is just more of a British style. And I think that the British style of soap opera, when compared to the American style, is a bit more raw, a bit more real. A lot of our soap operas, they revolve around 
working class areas oh, oh, that's in the very UK. Different then. Yeah. The two the two the two most popular ones in the UK, one's called EastEnders, which you can maybe guess by the name is in East London. And the other one is called Coronation Street, which is in the northern area of, of England near Manchester, in Manchester, sorry, I think. And um, so we've got these two soap operas that sort of cover these two regions with the two accents. And yeah, they're pretty working class. There are some beautiful people in there, but generally the UK style of this is that it's supposed to be more relatable. Um, and so I, uh, I think there's a, a bit of a difference there. And when it comes to these vertical media things, however, I I've done some research on this and I've actually seen some myself. And of course, as is the way with media, a, a lot of these soap operas and vertical media dramas, they transcend national borders, right? So I think that Brits are consuming a lot of American media now and, and vice versa. I think more American than, than British when it comes to the realm of you know vertical media right now. Mm. And a lot of them I've found, aside from having, yeah, very beautiful people in them, this vertical media, I've found that they also try to have a very strong moral message as well, some of these things. And I guess this is slightly different to the dramas we're discussing today, specifically on the show, the romantic ones. But I've also found a lot of dramas that have some sort of deep moral message at the end of it. So it'll be about generosity or kindness mm -hmm. or about, you know, loving thy neighbor or something like this. Or it'll be something very dramatic, like somebody having an affair or something like this. And they, they're very cheesy. But I'm astounded at how many views they get. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions mm -hmm. of views, some of these things. Um, and I just wonder what what's triggering people, you know, in a good way and making people come back to it. For me, I just find them hilarious. Uh, maybe there's something <laughs> wrong with me here, but even the ones that have a deep moral message, I just can't take them very seriously. Mm -hmm. And I quite enjoy watching them for this purpose. So... I mean, it's di it's very difficult to sort of get statistics on why people watch them, right? You'd mm. have to get a survey or something. Mm. I mean, the genre might be romance or the genre might be this or that, but why people enjoy them might be completely different. Yeah, we'll see if this can help you arrive at an answer or not. Apparently, one of the really classic twists of the... Um, okay, let's just call them cliffhangers then. So basically at the ending seconds of the first episode, you see this um, poor delivery guy who gets berated by some really obnoxious woman, but who happens to be in a nice dress and she's pretty. And then you're like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. And then, okay, so that episode ends. And then you're like, I wanna know what happens next because he just raised his hand. And then the next episode, well, you probably need to pay for it and then once you proceed, this delivery man transforms and emerges from a Cadillac or a Rolls Royce. And apparently he is the, uh, what, the business tycoon and he's <laughs> ready for revenge or he's going to like bring her down on her knees or whatever it is. And then apparently, you know, because every episode happens just a matter of minutes and then for the end of every episode, there's always, or for every few seconds it feels, like there is something dramatic happening. Mm. And then are we just so predictable? 
that we want the next dose of adrenaline and we need to have it happen now. And therefore, no matter what you say, is it tacky or not? But um, it's getting our hearts racing. It's gluing our eyeballs to the smartphone screen and possibly making you pay just a few cents or whatnot for another episode. So what do you think the lore is? Yeah, like you said, the fast pace and the short duration and this compact content, I think they allow these audiences to enjoy the climax of the story instantly, like Mm. they stimulate you within a minute. And especially for nowadays, uh, today's young people, we lack this kind of patience to watch a TV series that that are longer than 40 minutes per episode or watch a two hour long movie. So I think we have this shortened attention span, you Mm. know, and these short dramas are really accustomed to people's video watching habits. And also many people opt for these kind of dramas. They don't look at this acting or the details, but they, it's just one of their emotional outlets. Is uh, strong. <laughs> that's exact the word. It better yeah. make you feel good. Yeah, like feel exceptionally good. like cathartic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also apart from that, I think these short drama production crews, they are spending a lot of money, not on the production, but on the advertisement promotion Mm -hmm. so you are very likely to watch some of these clips on short video platforms and then if you want to watch more you have to you know redirect it to the mini programs and then pay for the content right and these short video drama series they exist with the idea in mind that no viewer is going to sit down and appreciate this like the godfather. This is meant to be that you're going to watch this when you're maybe sitting on the toilet um, or (laughs) maybe when you're waiting for your subway train to pull in Mm. or when you're waiting for the elevator or something like that. So you're not like super focused on this one thing and it could end at any moment and you're okay with it because it's not meant to be some highbrow sophisticated appreciation of the cinematic arts. It's a completely different side of this um, domain that I find fascinating because previously it's like because this is kind of like new territory and uncharted waters and people didn't know that uh, there's a lot of work that could be developed here. Josh so tell us how big of a market are we talking about here for short video drama series? So it has an enormous short video user base, which is unsurprising given everything we've talked about. And according to the 52nd statistical report on China's internet development released by the China Internet Network Information Center, the CNNIC in Beijing, as of June 2023, China's internet users reached a staggering 1.079 billion people. That's incredible, actually. And the short video user base reached 1.012 billion. Uh, with a remarkably high usage rate of 95.2%. Among the billion short video users, more than half have watched short dramas and series within the last six months. And the viewership rate for users under 19 years old has also exceeded 50%. So pretty incredible figures there. Mm, Yeah. And also it's estimated that the short drama market size in 2023, so this year, could pass 20 billion yuan. That's $2.8 billion dollars. And this is equivalent to 66% of China's domestic movie box office revenue last year. And many people are saying that the short drama market 
in just two or three years is rapidly approaching the scale that the film market took decades to achieve. Mm. That's interesting. Yes, indeed. Well, it seems like the audience is already there. It's just how do you turn their heads and their eyeballs to your product, to your platform, or this particular short video drama series? And um, you guys mentioned some really compelling factors why this is popular. But also, do you think that maybe just in our everyday life, in the setting that we kind of pictured for you, the scenarios when you're on the way to work, you are on the way to the gym or whatever it is, you're just, you've got like a couple of minutes and you want to be productive and you want to watch something that is possibly so low in stakes. And maybe viewers just feel that, you know, you're less invested in the outcome of these shows or movies. And it allows you to relax and enjoy the experience without the pressure of high expectations. And also, can we just be honest here? Sometimes it's just something so tacky, so like, cringeworthy. (laughs) But there's something just pure of entertainment value to it. And um, you can sort of kick off your heels and get off your moral high horse and just be real about it. And it feels good. You don't seem to agree, (laughs) which is fine, which is great that we know that there are still some people out there in this room as well who have standards, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Josh, do you think we're overthinking something that doesn't warrant so much scrutiny? Um, What do you see as uh, the future? Do you think that the quality of these short videos can improve? Or maybe I'm asking the wrong question here. I mean, are people just going to be satisfied with this product they have? have in front of them well i think it's pretty obvious that the popularity of quality art is declining people are reading less books people are spending less time watching good movies and you know the cost of this kind of media is going down and down and as you said maybe that's not a bad thing you know sometimes we want to eat mcdonald's you know which i equate to this kind of media um and i think that good art will always be there and Um, Yeah, will the quality increase? I'm not sure. I mean, possibly. I think that phone cameras, which some of these dramas that I've seen are filmed just on a phone camera. I think they, the quality of those cameras are increasing. I'm not sure. I think it's more to do with our attention span and what the consumer wants, you know. Um, So are we going to be able to even sit through a three-minute drama in 10 years' time? Are are these dramas going to be... You know, I know that they can be shorter than that already, but I don't know where we're going to go. How short is too short uh, is my question, really. Uh, How short can a drama be? Can it be five seconds? Is that possible? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. In a blink of an eye and it finishes. (laughs) Yeah. How much can we take in? during that period of time, huh? Right. I think for now, these production crews, they're putting more emphasis on profits rather than quality. And especially in China, these short dramas, they're still a relatively new form of entertainment. So in terms of regulation and content oversight, we still need to do more. So 
Like, for instance, in November last year, China's Radio and Television Administration started this special rectification campaign for this sort of short dramas. And as of this late February, more than 25,300 short dramas containing this explicit content or low taste and vulgar aesthetics with a total of a million episodes they were taken offline. Also, the administration in this November have launched a further campaign to manage vulgar content on different platforms. So I think more actions and regulations need to be conducted in mm. terms of the content of the short dramas. Yeah, in a world or the short video world that seems to be dominated by the likes of TikTok or Douyin or Kuaishou as such, and um, an app that, or new apps that manage to carve out their own niche and attract a dedicated following and also bringing in a lot of money, I think is worth our attention, you know, from the business mm-hmm. aspect of things. And uh, yes, and with this particular app that is enjoying some international attention here uh real short apparently its chinese parent company col group has uh seen its share price rise and even tripled this month so mm. this is definitely an interesting area of the business to watch and also to see have our viewer habits changed along the way